Hey, hey, Cubs fans, and welcome to this edition of Cubs on Tap. It is September 17th, and the Cubs lose. Yeah, that's right. This is the first time, this, at least that I've been on in here in a while, that they lost. Um, and let's be honest, neither one of us are happy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your co-host, Ron Luce. I want to introduce you to my co-host, Mr. Patrick Mooney. Patrick, how are we doing, sir? I am hanging in there. About the best I can describe, Ron. It's a very good way to put it. Um, for those of you that may live under a rock and are not entirely sure what happened in tonight's Cubs game, uh, so the Reds win uh, 4-2 to two over the Chicago Cubs, um, and really it all stemmed from that first inning. Uh, three quick runs scored in the first uh, for the Cincinnati Reds, uh, and you know they really never looked back. Uh, Joey Votto, um, responsible for the first run, he doubled uh, that scored Van Meter. And then, oh, this this dude's just literally like a Cubs killer, man. He's becoming one. Um, Aquino, um, Aristides Aquino. I feel bad butchering his name because the dude's been just crushing the baseball. But uh, he hit a two-run home run then in that first inning. Um, that really put the game out of sight, really, for the rest of the game. I mean... Um, a guy that I know we're going to talk quite a bit about tonight, Kyle Schwarber doing his absolute best, uh, to try and bring it back. Uh, he doubled and tripled in this game, uh, both times Nicholas Castellanos scored. Um, so he was directly responsible for both Cubs runs. Um, and then later in the fifth inning, Eugenio Suarez singled, um, that scored Sonny Gray ultimately gave us the 4-2 outcome, and then it was just a bullpen game from there on out, uh, which really didn't require bullpens because both pitchers just settled in nicely, uh, both Darvish and Sonny Gray going into the seventh inning tonight. Um, so certainly it was actually a really good pitchers matchup if you're a, a fan of the the dueling, uh, the dueling pitchers. But, um, you know, Patrick, I want to just hear from you. I mean, you know, what... Just what happened in that first inning for those that didn't really get to see or, you know, I guess, should we really be surprised? It just, it feels like there's always that one half inning that Darvish just gets hit enough where it ruins a good start for him. Right. Well, maybe earlier, not really over the last, I mean, two months or so, but this right. inning spe today specifically, yeah, I mean, leadoff hitter hits a little dinker grounder that finds a hole. And then Votto, an excellent hitter, turns on the first pitch. And Darvish missed his spot with a 96-mile-per-hour fastball. Aquino hits it out. And then, you know, I mean, Darvish ends up striking out 11 of the next 12 batters faced or whatever it was, tied uh, or broke the Cubs record for most consecutive batters struck out. He struck out eight. Mm -hmm. um, he becomes the first pitcher since Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood to strike out uh, 13 or more batters in consecutive starts. He pitched really well. Um, but Sonny Gray is excellent too. So they matched up and they dueled up against each other. And the Cubs actually got it close. Schwarber had a couple RBI, two out RBI hits, as you alluded to earlier. And the Cubs didn't score after the third inning. You know, they stranded Schwarber at third. They put a little rally on in around the sixth inning or so with uh, Tony Kemp walking his over single. Uh, or that was the seventh inning because mm -hmm. uh, that was when Sonny Gray got pulled and Lorenzen struck out Castellanos. And that was it. And we were talking before the show and you kind of made a comment like, ah, I can't win them all. Except they have to win them all because the Brewers, without Christian Yelich, are winning them all. They've won 
14 of their last 17, 11 out of 12, 7 out of 8 since Yelich has gotten hurt. And every single game they play the rest of the season is against a team 10 games under 500 or worse. So all, all the Brewers have mastered their bullpen management and their defensive positioning and, you know, just run prevention. And they hit home runs. So the Brewers are going to win. They have 11 games left. They're not losing more than two. So now, I mean... It's it's a dire situation. We keep talking about trying to catch the Cardinals. If they catch the Cardinals, it's going to be for one of the wild card spots. The Brewers are winning this division, Ron. You can't convince me otherwise. You can't convince me otherwise. Patrick is also convinced, ladies and gentlemen, that the sky is falling. And you know yeah. what, though? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's kind of fair because I feel like just as Cubs fans, we, especially after last year's collapse, we are just programmed to think that the Brewers are just going to be this thorn in the side forever and ever and ever. And I think what makes it even worse is that it's without Yelich. You know, if it was with Yelich, I mean, let's be honest, he's been the best player in baseball ever since he got to Milwaukee. You know, if he's there and they're doing this, fine. I'm not happy about it either way, but I can justify it a little more. You know, now it's just like, it's almost like, you know, in the movies where, you know, the star kid gets hurt and they're like, we can do this, guys. And then they go on some magical run. And it's kind of BS and it kind of pisses me off because, you know, to your point, I mean, it's really starting to feel like, yeah, we're, we're going to catch the Cardinals, but it's going to be for the top wild card spot and the Brewers are going to win the division. And that's, uh, I don't, it's just, it's it literally this past weekend was such a, just it was literally a pick your poison because the Cardinals played the Brewers. So it was like, okay, do we want the Cardinals to win them all gain no ground on them, but the Brewers be more or less out of it? Or do we want the Brewers to do better in the series it allows the Cubs to gain some ground, but then the Brewers are back in it. And uh, neither one of those sounds great, <laughs> you know? So, um, no, well said, though. I mean, yeah, Sonny Gray was really good tonight, actually. Um, obviously, it's, you know, the Cubs had opportunities. Uh, you mentioned, you know, that seventh inning rally with Kemp. Um, Kemp and Zobrist were third and first, respectively. Uh, and, and Castiano strikes out with those two on um, to the hands of last night's center fielder for the Reds, Mr. Michael Lorenzen, um, who really has just become this unique player in baseball at this point. I mean, he's, he's playing center field. He's hitting home runs he's getting on base he's you know running the base as well and then you know a night later he's coming in and you know pitching an inning and a third and only giving up one hit and striking out two so it's like ah it's just tonight was a weird game man and yeah i mean i i think my biggest takeaway and and patrick obviously want to hear from you here i think my biggest takeaway from tonight's game is you know kyle schwarber is truly truly is one of the best hitters on this team and he continues to prove it because you know without Javi Baez without Anthony Rizzo now you know Chris Bryant was quiet tonight but he's coming off a red hot streak but you know Schwarber just continues to hit and you know it doesn't matter where you're batting him anymore it feels like you know tonight they bat him in the four hole he really hasn't been there a whole lot this season and he comes through with three hits and two RBIs yeah, no, they have a nice little righty-lefty, righty-lefty kind of balance going on now. And Schorber's been huge, and they need that middle part of the lineup. You know, with without Rizzo down the stretch, they're going to need 
that Castellanos, Bryant, Rizzo, or I'm sorry, that Castellanos, Bryant, Schwarber, Contreras quartet to really uh, produce. Mm-hmm. Wilson looked all out of sorts um, tonight, and but Schwarber looked great, and you know, you need to continue to see that if they have any chance. Um, I know we're supposed to be focusing just on the game, but no, I really can't. My mind, I can't. I can't stay on this when. I mean, it's the Brewers go weeks at a time without losing a game. I mean, they they were three games over 500 over the course of 140 games, and over the last two weeks, there are 10 games over 500, and they don't play any team that's even semi-competitive down the stretch. So there, there's only so much I can focus on. You know, this is if this is August, it's whatever. But it's there's only so much I can focus on when they cannot lose. They cannot lose. They faced the toughest pitcher they're going to face for the rest of the season tonight in Chris Paddock, and it didn't matter. They won, and there's there's real no reason to think that they aren't going to win every game they play the rest of the way. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it, I think it's especially infuriating, too, because you know it, it felt like that really in the, what, middle, the, really middle of August up until about a week ago that the Cardinals were that team that just were never going to yeah. lose. You know, like the Cubs would like win. Like 21 out of 25 or something. Yeah, like the Cubs would go out and win, you know, a bunch of games. And yet they wouldn't gain any ground on the Cardinals because the Cardinals would win too. And it's like, you know, it, just, it was maddening. And now, agreed, it's 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 maddening because now it's not the Cardinals. And we still have to put up with the Cardinals because the Cubs still have seven games with the Cardinals here down the stretch. Um, you know. Most notably, the four-game series at Wrigley that begins in Thursday. Not even 48 hours from now as we record this. So, you know, it's just, ugh, it's infuriating. Yeah, and for those that don't know or aren't in front of a computer, so as Patrick was alluding to, so Milwaukee and the Chicago Cubs are now officially tied for second place in the NL Central at two games back of the Cardinals. Cardinals hang on to first um, tonight with... um, you know, with the loss that they had. So the Cubs don't gain any ground. They don't lose any ground. But the Brewers just continue to be the thorn in the Cubs' side for yet another season and um, hang around and decide to cause trouble. So, um, yeah, I can't believe it. They're 9-1 in their last 10. They've won four straight. That just pisses me off. <laughs> Especially because they're doing it without their best player. Like it, it's not even close either. This is they've given up more runs than they've scored this season, and they have the same record as the Cubs with the second best run differential in the National League. Yes, exactly. They don't lose close games. No, and and fun fact of, ever. I mean, they never, ever, ever lose close games yeah. ever. No, and it's 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 stupid. The only other teams for any kind of context, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening. Um, with negative run differentials that are in any kind of decent position, the only other team is Philadelphia, and they're only a negative six run differential. The Brewers are a negative twenty four run differential, and yet are eighty two and sixty nine. And as you alluded to, Patrick, uh, the Cubs now are technically the third best in the NL as of tonight, only by one run. Nationals are now a plus one seventeen. Wow. Cubs are a plus one sixteen. But Nonetheless, really outside of the Dodgers, those are your best two teams in terms of run differential in the NL. And the only other teams that are negative in the entire NL are the god-awful Pittsburgh Pirates, the god-awful Miami Marlins, the god-awful Colorado Rockies, the 
pretty terrible San Diego Padres and the, we don't know what they call them, San Francisco Giants. And then it's the Phillies and the Brewers. Those teams you just mentioned, uh, the Padres, the Brewers have two more games with them. The Pirates, who the Brewers play this weekend, mm-hmm. and the Rockies, who the Brewers end the season with. So, and then they have the Reds team, that isn't good. Their run differential is only positive because of how often they've dismantled the Cubs. Um, they've officially won the season series today against them. So, you know, we we'll probably only have about eleven or so of these run, and then uh, you know, we'll wrap it up and going into the off season, ready to talk about sweeping changes as the Cubs have a third place finish. So. We have, you know, it, it really sticks. They, they're they're hitting up, up up through over this last week. They've been hitting until today, and I think the offense is going to be able to score some tomorrow and might have a nice series against the Cardinals, but they let the calendar, you know, they let the calendar beat them. They, they didn't win enough games. They, they blew too many games. You know, the sweep against the Phillies comes to mind when they blew that 5-1 to one ninth inning lead. Mm. Uh, you know, they had too many opportunities. I mean, they lost. This Brewers streak started in Wrigley. Yeah. It started after the Cubs blew them out on a Friday afternoon game, and the Cubs lost two out of three, or two. I lost, I'm sorry, lost the next two days where they scored no runs. They lost two to nothing, and they were down one to nothing before Kimbrel gave up a three-run homer to Yelich, mm-hmm. and then they lost three out of four in Milwaukee, and the Brewers have taken off. So the Cubs are the team that gave Milwaukee this blueprint to chase them down to make the playoffs. So it's it's on them. It doesn't matter that they've. This record-breaking series against Pittsburgh and following that momentum yesterday, the five-game win streak they had going didn't matter, and it's their own fault because they couldn't beat the Brewers when they had the chance. Yeah, and I I, I specifically think back to that Brewers series that you mentioned in Milwaukee, that four-game set uh, right at the beginning of the month. You know, I was there for that Sunday game when you know Russell got plunked in the head, Lester just imploded on himself in his start. You know, they had a lead in that game. And it was a multiple run lead and they just, you know, for really lack of a better term, pissed it away and pissed it away to a three run homer by Tyler Austin. Yep. After John Lester walked a hitter with a zero, zero, zero on base percentage, a player that had not reached base all season. Some guy whose name I can't remember. I can't remember it because he was a new call up a non-prospect call-up who had not reached base all season. I can't stress that enough. And Lester walked him before giving up a three-run homer to Tyler Austin. And then they lost. And the Brewers have not looked back. And it doesn't matter how many more games the Cubs win because the Brewers have the same record. So it it doesn't matter. Yeah, that game was – if I had to watch that damn mascot slide down that stupid slide one more time in person, I was going to – beer cans were going to fly at uh, Miller Park. Uh, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound very um that doesn't sound very entertaining being at the game. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was. Don't get me wrong. It was it was a cool day getting us. That was the first time I'd ever seen that ballpark. I will give the Brewers one credit. They play in a beautiful stadium. I just still cool hate play. their just still hate their guts though. Right. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go up there and watch them go play like the Reds in the middle of the season just to go eat the food and drink the beer. But I still hate that team with a burning passion. So. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, that's really where we stand. I think tonight's game was pretty self-explanatory of itself. I mean, the Cubs blew an opportunity to really catch the Cardinals and keep pace on the, uh, on the, on the, you know, with the Brewers and sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I got distracted. My cat is 
banging his head off my door right now as we're recording this. So does he um, not know that you got important stuff going on, Ron? No, he's a jerk. And you know, here's the funny thing, and you're gonna love this because I'm gonna tie this back into the Cubs. So my cat's name is Lester, and you can guess why his name is Lester. And um, you know, just like John Lester, uh, he frustrates the shit out of me this year because. Um, like I said, right now, as we're trying to record this, he's banging his head off my door because he's a ding dong and is just dying for attention. Um, you know, and, you know, Lester frustrates the hell out of me because the month of August comes around on the calendar and all of a sudden he decides to look like the pitcher that he probably should at his age. Uh, but no, he had to tease us first for the first, you know, three, four months of the season. Like, oh, he still has it. And then he just falls apart. So. Um, yeah. And then my puppy's name is Rossi, which named after David Ross. He did a great rendition of the, uh, take me out to the ball game tonight. He did a great job on the ball, on the, the, uh, the broadcast. And there is a reason that he is my favorite of the two. So still love my cat, but he's a jerk. So, um, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we look ahead, so we, we, we do get to look ahead, um, despite really not wanting to, I don't think, because as Patrick alluded to, uh, we may be numbering these down a little bit here as the season rolls on now, um, since we don't know what October would look like with for the Cubs. It might look like them on the golf course, and uh, Patrick going back to covering the Bears, and myself going back to covering the Blackhawks. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that rolls. But uh, before we start looking that far ahead, I want to remind you guys, that each and every day you have the opportunity to win some pretty cool prizes. And that is through our friends at Second City Picks. I know you guys have heard me talk about them before. We're going to talk about them again. Our friends at Second City Picks are a daily picking service that it's pretty simple. You go, you pick the game that they are picking uh, for the day in Chicago sports, whether it's Cubs, White Sox, Bears, Northwestern football, uh, Illini football. Can't wait to see what they do with Blackhawks and Bulls when those seasons get rolling. Um, and for free, just costs you a little bit of your time during your day, uh, you can win some pretty awesome gift cards. So here's how you're going to go about that, ladies and gentlemen. First, you're going to find our friends Second City Picks on Twitter. They are at Second City Picks. Make sure you spell out the word second. It's not a two and N and a D. And then once you find that, you're going to find the tweet for the day that is going to tell you the game. It's going to explain what, what you're going to be picking. And then it's going to give you a direct link to their website. If you don't have Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, their website, which will be in the tweet, is www.secondcitypicks.com, spelled the same way as their Twitter handle. And then you're going to go ahead and you're going to see the game on their website. It's going to say, you know, for example, uh, pick, you know, Cubs total runs, um, you know, for Cubs versus Reds today. You'd say, okay, make picks. You go ahead and make your picks. And then when you do, you go ahead and answer all the questions. So some nights, let's keep it with Cubs. You know, maybe you're picking combined runs for both teams. Maybe you're picking uh, run totals for each team. Maybe you're just picking Chicago Cubs run totals. Whatever it is, you go ahead and you pick those. And then you pick the tiebreaker question. Because let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, somebody could pick the exact same thing you do. So if you want to win, you got to nail that tiebreaker question as well. Sometimes it's Cubs hits. Sometimes it's Cubs pitches. Uh, which is for all pitchers combined throughout the game. Um, you know, they change it up, keep it fresh. Um, 
And then from there, you're going to give them an email address in case you win, and you're going to hit submit. It's that simple. It takes about 25, 30 seconds of your day if you're uh, savvy on the old cell phone. Um, and like I said, totally free to you otherwise. And you can win some pretty awesome gift cards that our friends at Second City Picks are giving out. Uh, the gift cards typically range anywhere between $10 and $25, uh, and they range from a variety of places. Uh, Lyft has been on there, uh, Connie's Pizza, which is a personal favorite of mine, um, you know, Potbelly, Chipotle, you name it, they've had it. So ladies and gentlemen, please go pick with our friends Second City Picks on Twitter. Once again, they're at Second City Picks, and on the interwebs, www.secondcitypicks.com. So thank you so much to our ONTAP Sportsnet sponsor, Second City Picks. All right, Mr. Patrick, here we go. So here's the information for those who care about tomorrow's Cubs-Reds game. Uh, it is the series finale. It is the season finale of these two teams playing as well. So the Cincinnati Rebs will visit the Chicago Cubs tomorrow, September 18th, 2019, at beautiful Wrigley Field in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it is a 7.05 first pitch p.m. Uh, for those in the Central Standard Time Zone, like you and me. Um, 8.05 for those on the East Coast, 6.05, uh, or excuse me, 5.05 for those on the West Coast. The Reds will be trotting out Tyler Molly? Molly? <laughs> yeah, Maley, I think. Maley. So, yeah, Maley, there you go. Uh, the right-hander is 2-11, woof. Uh, with a 5.11 ERA and 120 strikeouts this year. Um, and tomorrow, as I mentioned, the namesake of my knucklehead cat, John Lester, will be taking the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, he's 13-10, and 10, which is still remarkable given his August and September that he's had, um, with a 4.59 ERA and 156 Ks. So, Patrick, I am uh, curious to hear what you have to say about tomorrow's game, kind of what you predict will happen. Uh, and then give us a candidate of yours for the fly the W player of the game. Uh, so Lester has to be, you know, locked in. Um, I, but I, I don't see that really happening. The Reds have some decent hitters early on. I expect the Cubs to probably be loot. Lester's had bad first innings and the Reds two through four hitters are legitimately good hitters. And Joey Votto, Eugenio Suarez, and Aristedes Aquino, uh, as bad as we both, pronounce it differently which means we both said it wrong so one of the, you know we'll learn how the right way to say it eventually we could say his um, last name which it's on the jersey so at least we can get that right right so the offense is going to need to to you know score they're going to need to carry them um i expect the good thing is their bullpen's in good shape chat what it'll be he's had three days of rest now i believe uh, it's only two days of rest. I don't know how much of Chatwood will be available in the long man role, but they'll have Wick available and Kyle Ryan available. Um, so, I yeah, they, they need to hit. And so with the righty, with Maley on the mound tomorrow, I'm going to go with my pick-to-click, uh, fire the W, player of the game. I'm going to go um, with a lefty bat towards the bottom, Jason Hayward. Uh, I think that they're going to get, you know, our top guys, that quartet that I mentioned earlier, they've been doing their thing. Um, they needed the whole hit, the whole lineup to hit. And Hayward's done, had a pretty nice month of September since being moved out of the leadoff spot. He had a bad day today, but he had a great game uh, yesterday uh, when they won the season opener. So against a right-handed pitcher with not particularly great stuff, I'd like to see Jason Hayward get out there, get a couple hits tomorrow. I like it. I think that's a great choice. Uh, I feel like Jay Hay hasn't gotten enough love at points this season. He's been... 
you know, really, I think that that stretch of him being in that leadoff role is really what killed his average. Because I remember at one point that average was hovering around like two ninety, two ninety five. Um, now I I don't even know what he's at. I think he's in like the two fifties now um, because of that cold run that he had as the leadoff hitter. But I like that pick, sir. So we will uh, certainly see what happens. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I think the Cubs do take this game tomorrow. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, especially if the wind is blowing out. It's supposed to be really warm this week in the city of Chicago still. Uh, probably the last week of meaningful heat. Um, so, you know, I, I expect the wind to be blowing out. Um, that said, I expect guys like Aquino and Eugenio Suarez um, to probably get a piece of, of John Lester. Uh, especially because Suarez, fun fact, in 39 at-bats over his career against uh, Lester is batting 359 with five home runs and 11 RBIs. So uh, Suarez really likes hitting against Lester. Um, but that said, I think the Cubs will find a way to somehow pull this one out. But the Brewers are probably going to win too, and the Cardinals will win too. So nobody's going to gain ground on anybody, which will suck. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick Kyle Schwarber. Um, of, of everybody on the team that's healthy, um, because Javi Baez is obviously hurt, uh, he has the best batting average career against uh, Maley. Uh, he's batting 400, granted, and only 10 at bats, but he does have a home run and two RBIs as well. So, um, and he's just been—he's been so good lately. Um, again, I feel like always have to put a disclaimer that Castellanos can always erupt and have one of his sensational games as an honorable mention name. But I think Kyle Schwarber is going to keep that hot hand rolling, um, especially against another righty with the wind blowing out at Wrigley. So I think he's. Yep. He's going to be a solid candidate, I think, for the Fly the W player of the uh, the game tomorrow. So we'll certainly see what happens. I think both uh, both excellent picks. Um, but agreed with you, you know, from that from the get go of what you said. I think, you know, if John isn't really good tomorrow, it it could get really ugly tomorrow um, for this uh, this Cubs Reds game. Um, and let's be honest, I think we don't we want them to have a good game with the Redbirds coming to town on Thursday. Um, and then into the weekend. Yeah, it's up to the Cubs. When the Cubs take their first at bat tomorrow, they are going to be losing. The question is by how many runs. So you have to. So hopefully John keeps them to within just two in the first inning because mm-hmm. he's shown he's not capable right now of doing anything better than that. So they're going to be losing by multiple runs. You just hope that. I mean, they were down four nothing Lester's Lester's last start in the bottom of the first, and they put up whatever it was sixteen. But they're not facing the Pirates. Um, True. We will we will see what happens. You know they. We will see what happens. So it's John Lester's last start of the year in Wrigley Field. Hopefully he makes the most of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be nice if they could play the Pirates every game from here on out. But sadly, they only get three more against the Pirates um, the rest of the year. So maybe those will be three guaranteed wins. That would be nice. I'm at the point now where, like, it, quite frankly, if they got to like 88 wins, I would probably just be happy from the sense of. They didn't meet. They beat the the Dakota uh, win prediction of. Well, I just want them, and I've said this on this podcast before. With the change that's happening, I want them to have. Um, you know, Madden's going to be gone, and there's going to be at least one important player. We don't know how important, but someone that's been around. It mm. might be someone as small as like Ian Happ or Almora. Um, just getting, you know, in Almora's case, just non-tendered in arbitration. He might not even get moved or you know thrown in as you know whatever. Sure. Uh, something's going to happen. Um, 
So this group deserves before it gets shaken up, you know, one last champagne celebration. So I'm hoping for the division or a wild card win to, you know, be able to do that, especially because last year they didn't get to pop any bottles after winning 95 games. So they deserve it. And uh, we deserve it too for uh, putting up with them, Ron. So (laughs) that's, uh, that's my hope. So it starts tomorrow, 11 more games. You know, if they win eight of them, they, should be in one way or the other, whether it's Washington they overtake, the Cardinals they overtake. It's not going to be the Brewers. There's no way the Brewers only finish eight and three. That's not humanly possible. So we will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Let, let's go win one tomorrow, Ron. Amen to that. Let's go, let's go win one tomorrow. Uh, well said all around. It would be absolutely nice, I think, especially because, you know, to your point, depending on how much this team gets shaken up in the offseason, it really could s- – it could end this golden era of Cubs baseball. You know, you know, hypothetically, they could hire a new manager. They could bring in another maybe star-ish player. You know, they could they could make some moves, maybe make another run, maybe win another championship in a couple of years or something. But it, this will forever go down from 2015 to 2019 as like the golden era of Cubs baseball. So I agree with you to see potentially one more, you know, uh, champagne celebration with this core group intact yet, um, I think would be an excellent way to end this season. Um, Obviously, I would like to see them go as deep as possible. Just, I guess, really just depends on how that works out, right? I mean, anything, you know, in theory can happen as long as they make it, but um, they first have to make it. So hopefully, um, you know, they can win eight of these last, you know, 11 or whatever. Um, and, and even if they're squeaking into a wild card game, at least you still have a shot and you know, that's ultimately what matters. Uh, but we'll see what the Cubs do and they are on WGN tomorrow. So it's just quickly worth noting, uh, as a part of my final thought as well. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to quickly remind you before we get out of here for the evening that this podcast is brought to you by the ONTAP Sports Network. We are the best home for all of your literature and podcasting wants, needs, and desires. We have great coverage of the Chicago Cubs, as you're listening to right now. We have great Bears coverage, which Patrick is a very active part of. Uh, We have great Blackhawks and Bulls coverage that will be coming to you as those seasons start to ramp up. Uh, Myself, Johnny Nani, and uh, Tony Marchese and Patrick Comiskey are all dying to talk some hockey. Um, And uh, let's be honest, Cubs fans, we all have that friend that's a White Sox fan. That's okay. Ontap Sportsnet, in my opinion, probably has some of the best, if not the best, White Sox coverage in the Chicagoland area. So do send your Southside friends over to us uh, and our friends that cover the White Sox. Um, We've got it all, ladies and gentlemen, and you're just going to love our coverage. You're going to love what the guys are putting together. Um, And we're just going to keep growing, and it's going to get even better and better. So uh, you can go and find all of our great work on the interwebs at www.ontapsportsnet.com. You can also find us on social media at ONTAP Sports Net, and that is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The ONTAP Sports Network, go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening along with myself and Patrick tonight after the 4-2 Cubs loss to the Cincinnati Reds. We hope they can rebound tomorrow with John Lester on the mound. And uh, Patrick, any any last final one, one more final thought uh, before we get out of here tonight? Nope. I love it. Without further ado, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, let's go. Cubs.